Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. As old millennials, we've been prioritizing health and wellness a lot more these past few years. While we may not be Spencer pratting it up, just not just yet. I mean, Emily, don't don't count us out here with crystals on our (laughs) bodies. We are thinking how much more we need to stay hydrated. Recently, I started traveling with at least one liquid IV stick in my bag to make sure I'm staying extra hydrated, especially when it gets hotter or after a night of a little too much fun. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it the first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel a rundown, or after a long night out and on long flights. My sister recently got married, and as her maid of honor, I put liquid IV sticks in all the bachelorette party bags, and my sister and her husband put them in their goodie bags when we traveled to Costa Rica for the wedding. Those came in super handy after hitting an open bar in the sweltering heat. I'm a big fan of, yeah, it was very nice to have. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon ones and the tangerine flavor, which has an immune boost, even better when you're traveling and worried about keeping your immune system going. They fit easily in a toiletry case or even a tiny purse, so it's super easy to pour one in your water bottle. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and probably, I mean, I know for a fact because I recently had a Gatorade, uh, a much better taste. Oh, absolutely. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code OLDMillennialsPod, that's OLDMillennialsPod, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OLDMillennialsPod at liquidiv.com. Bye. Hi. Hello, or should I say, Merry Christmas 
and happy holidays. <laughs> Welcome back to a very holiday special episode of Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the 90s and 2000s. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Bajan. And I am your other host, Papa Noel, Marga Bubard. Papa I was trying to come up with like a pun for my my name, like Emily Slajan. I don't know. Like, oh, that's good. I like that's that. That's actually good. That's actually very good. I should go with that. So yeah, I don't am say Emily it too, I, Yeah, I feel like George Santos would steal it and claim it as his. That's how good it is. I mean, we're all going into 2024 diva upping rather than diva downing. So mm-hmm. no, this 2024 is all about joint slays. <laughs> oh my god. We're ending the year so strong. So strong. So strong. Um, As you can tell, we're full of holiday puns today because we're going to talk about some very fun holiday topics. So we are well into the holiday season. So our windows tell us outside when it's dark at like 4.30 p.m. It's coming. Darkness is coming. coming. Darkness is coming. Uh, We thought, why not talk about some of the music that was a part of our holiday season soundtracks growing up? We thought, let's do it. I mean, it was just like the 90s, the early 2000s. Everybody, everybody's releasing a holiday album. It was just, it was a myriad of artists who had contractual obligations and five album deals and had to get three albums out there, plus a greatest hits, plus a holiday album to fulfill probably a terrible contract. Um, And it was just like a banging time. I mean, like you had some real holiday bangers. Do you have a particular album or song from of all time, really, Margot, but maybe specifically in the 90s or 2000s that you really loved on the, you know, that was of a holiday variety? I mean, I am not personally a huge holiday music fan. I, I blame mostly working in retail a lot of my life and having to sure. hear it nonstop from two days before Thanksgiving through January 4th. But there is um, maybe like a, this is like a totally different pick of a <laughs> holiday album, but it still holds a special place in my heart. So it was like one of the first vinyl records I was trusted to have on my own as a child. And it was the Chipmunks Christmas. So oh, they I love sing, that. I mean, they sing all of the Christmas uh, standards, if you will, in their high pitched yes. auto tune chipmunk chipmunk voice. And I it does hold a special place in my heart as like my favorite in really rough scare quotes uh, holiday album. But I will say uh, Home for Christmas in sync album was the one that I really did love as like a tween, like hit at the right time. Yeah, It was one of those things you're like, oh, good. Like not those like not your mom's Christmas music. Like this is for me, like a tween who knows stuff. Sure. So it was nice to have these like original songs. But I can't say, you know, obviously Mariah Carey her Christmas album. That's just like given. It's like the only Christmas music that doesn't make me insane. And then Wham's Last Christmas. My parents really did love Wham and George Michael. So that was like a big one. But that's good. You know, my number one in my heart is not NSYNC, but but a different boy band, the Chipmunks. (laughs) A different kind of boy band for sure. No, I I love you brought that up because that always, that song Christmas Don't Be Late always makes me think of um, Patton Oswalt. (laughs) He, there's a stand-up routine where as a kid he took the record and he slowed it down so that because it sped up adult male voices clearly mm-hmm. that's how they made it back then and um the men you can hear them they're just like okay 
ready? Okay. But then saw like David, the adult man in this sounds like a demon. He's like, okay, children, it's time to sing. <laughs> and I'm not doing it justice. Patton Oswalt is a comedian for a reason and I am not, but it is still a, like a favorite stand up bit for me. So thank you for making me think of that. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> I personally really loved Christina Aguilera's uh, holiday album um, growing up. I also love Mariah Carey's album. I mean, it's just iconic for many reasons. But I think for me, you know, the album that I really to this day love, it is my favorite Christmas album of all time. It is the Charlie Brown Christmas Vince Guaraldi music. And there's nothing for me that like just signifies the holidays being here more than the song Christmas time is here and hearing like a children's choir sing. So that is my personal favorite, obviously not from the nineties, but, uh, definitely had that VHS tape in the nineties and wore it out quite a bit. Um, I mean, now so, my holiday album is Disco Christmas, which is a oh. vinyl album that I found last year in a Palm Springs record store. And I love it. And it matches Todd and Zoe's Disco Christmas, which like all of these songs are meant for you to do cocaine and drink martinis. And I mean, I really if you were love, to. I love that vibe at the holiday time. You know, it's very counter to yeah. what other people do. <laughs> yes. Disco but I appreciate it. <laughs> Disco Noel is really a classic um album particularly for on I, I don't i haven't heard it do you and todd have the same album or no we have different it, ones but they're, ah, they're of the same spiritual piece if you will yeah they may have come from the same kilo of co- they may have cut mm-hmm. the same kilo of coke i see yeah it was definitely uh, shared between the album's producers for sure oh yes 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 um so my personal favorite from Todd's album, because I haven't heard yours, is the Jingle Bells version in which there are women singing Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. Um, so if you all are looking for a great novelty album. We have a, a hark, wait, like, what is the Carol of the Bells? And it's terrifying. And it's like sped <laughs> up in like very disco-y. It's, we have different <laughs> songs. We have like kind of more... Uh, like the more terrifying and <laughs> religious sounding ones. Uh, so it's fun to hear them discofied for sure. That's wonderful. Um, it, it certainly gives me a uh, a new addition to the list of albums I would like to find uh, one day in a record store bin. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the 90s and the holidays because as I mentioned earlier holiday albums were big in the 90s they had a major resurgence and they sold some pretty big numbers because this is right before the era of digital of streaming this is peak cd era this is in your mom's car the cd visor bible whatever like and you know it is just that time so and and it was a big time for adult contemporary music, which I think in the Venn diagram, when you look at kind of holiday albums, 90s, like the adult contemporary scene really had some big ones. Um, I have a little game that we're going to play. I actually have two games. So the first one we're going to play is one that you actually, I think you're worried that you're not going to be good at, but you actually will be very good at because it's probably pretty obvious. So um, there are, I have a list of the 10 highest selling holiday albums of all time of like popular music. Three of these albums are from the nineties. So they, the nineties represents the largest share decades wise in this list. Margot, do you think you can name the three artists 
from the 90s who had albums in the 90s that sold the most records? Well, definitely Mariah. You got one. Is Celine in there? You got two. Um, You will definitely know number three. We've watched documentary on this person. Kenny G? You got it. Miracles, the holiday album. Oh, wow. Okay, because there was actually a point in revisiting Home for Christmas where there was uh, a Kenny G sounding solo. And I was like, did they sample Kenny G in the song? And the answer is probably yes now at this point. These, you're probably right, one. And two, these uh, three albums sold bonkers numbers. So just for context, like Elvis Presley is is the highest selling with 20 million. And then Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Buble I knew he was in there, but he was not in the 90s. Not in the 90s. But number three is Mariah with 15 million, four is Bing Crosby, five, Kenny G has sold 13 million of that Miracles album. That's wild. And then followed by Celine, who has sold 12 million of her album, These Are Special Times, which we had when I was a kid. Because someone gave it to us because they were like, oh, you're French Canadian. Here's Celine Dion's. (laughs) You like this, right? (laughs) You like this, which I did. I mean, I absolutely love that album. There's, it's, it's beautiful. I, she's, an, I, she's a queen for a reason. Um, but of course, Josh Groban's on this list. Like Buble and Groban, between the two of them, I mean, like adult contemporary classic crossover crooning, whatever. They have sold collectively the two of them, just of their holiday albums together, over twenty million albums. I mean, all we're missing is Jason Mraz. I serious. Well, I see Mraz. I would maybe, yeah, sort of. I would. I'd keep them. You don't think separate. he has crossover appeal? He has crossover appeal, but he's not like sixty-year-old um, mom. You know, loves music like qu- quite as much as Groban and Buble, in my opinion. That sure. that's just I mean, me. I think Buble reigns supreme. I'm always surprised that Josh Groban has some like secret giant following that I'm like not them. fully aware of. No, I I get it. There's a whole yeah. It's Always Sunny episode centered around how Groban likes his ladies pop. Like I understand. I mean, I understand like on a level, not like I really understand because I really don't. But before we get into the second game that you have, did you see that Brenda Lee's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree dethroned Mariah's All I Want for Christmas this year? I did not see that. Oh, my God. Happy to bring you this news fresh off the press. Breaking news straight from the North Pole. I mean, I agree with other, you know, fellow conspiracy theorists that Mariah was just sort of like, let her have it. She's like 99. Like, Brenda Lee is, let her be the number one song this year for Christmas. Like, not a big deal. Mariah's got another a I mean, 30 year plus reign in front of her. Did you get a special McDonald's menu? I don't think so. But yeah, that that's the the latest in the Christmas wars. Wow. Well, the lamb, the lamely uh, would beg to differ, but um, good for Brenda Lee. <laughs> well, my coworkers saw Mariah Carey's Hollywood Bowl Christmas concert special and said it was incredible. Which you know, what you and I are doing next year. Yeah, I taking you a, know taking a Southwest flight straight to Burbank to go see Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. Absolutely. I would do it in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? In a heartbeat. I'd, I would buy tickets without asking you and just go ahead and, and do it. And you're like, we're going. And I'm we're, like, okay, clear I'm, clear your, your calendar. Yeah, change your flight home. I like do not care. That's not my problem. 
Um, my, my last game is we just talked about Celine and we talked about Mariah and we talked about Kenny G. I have in front of me the list of any Christmas album that reached number one in the 1990s. Oh, um, can you name two more artists on this list besides the three we just brought up? Think like adult contemporary 1990s or, or even more than that, just like the heavy hitters of the nineties. Boys to men. Surprisingly, not on this list. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you a hint. We're talking about one of the artists today. You might as well just tell me. So I'm insane. I was. I was. Oh, insane. they have like. Oh yeah, they have like a so, number. F- I didn't know if it was all time or not, though. So they hit number one. So this 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 list is anyone that reached the number one position on the top Christmas album charts before it was renamed top holiday albums. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. So I'll just name a few more like heavy hitters in the honorable mention. So surprisingly sure. boys to men, which I came into this research thinking I'd get to talk about a lot more. They did. They only sold about, I mean, I say only like 1.8 million of their Christmas album, which surprised me, but the big heavy hitters in the nineties, I mean, Barry Manilow, you know, had a big one. Mannheim Steamroller had several. I mean, they're like the, you know, kings between them and like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I know, just just (laughs) keeping planetariums in business. Certainly. Uh, Garth Brooks obviously had one. That was Amy, not, uh, that's actually not obvious to me at all. Well, well, I mean, like he was so big. I guess I, I didn't realize he had a holiday album. So I was surprised Same. about that. But like not surprised that Garth Brooks would have been on this list, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. Amy Grant, um, hmm. Vince Gill, which makes which is funny because those two are actually married. Um, oh. Harry Connick Jr. Makes sense. Um, Another person that like Garth Brooks. It's like, yes, I understand you're big in the 90s. But I have zero recollection of you ever having a popular Christmas album. Yeah. I mean, he just I think like, again, in the 90s, it was just like you've got a five album recording deal. It's like might as well throw a a holiday album. Yeah. One of them is definitely going to be a holiday album because those just sell like hotcakes without even trying. You just without even trying. Throw that shit in a Target and people will buy it on one of those little end caps while they're waiting in line. People between that and a greatest hits album. I mean, you could sell you could pull in the 90s big time. Um, one that I was surprised about because we cut them from our list because we didn't think the album was as big as we thought it actually was is Hanson Snowed In, which sold 2 million copies in the 90s. Um, they were never doesn't one. have staying power in the no. way that sync and 98 Degrees is 98 Degrees is <laughs> Christmas album agree. does. They were, they were not vocalists. They were musicians. Sure. Sure, and even musicians is like a a generous term. Yes, Uh, but like, um, so Kenny G had another album, um, and then uh, finally Rosie O'Donnell's A Rosie Christmas. Well, yeah, we've got Jessica Simpson on there. We talked about it. Yeah, Yeah, when you told me that you had heard that song in the wild, (laughs) I've heard that song too, and so I went on over to Spotify and realized – Oh, yes. The Rosie Holiday albums were huge, huge albums like in the 90s. I mean, we've talked about her on this podcast. It's like people of a certain age will just not know how big Rosie O'Donnell was. Like she was everywhere. And this album, which I taught. So I so for context, guys, the other day I was running an errand. I hear a duet of Jessica Simpson and Rosie O'Donnell singing on the radio. I'm like, what is this? What what on earth? 
And so I learned and for had forgotten and relearned that Rosie released a very big album in the late 90s uh, called A Very A Rosie Christmas. And it features Celine Dion and Rosie O'Donnell, Sharon and Rosie O'Donnell, Trisha Yearwood, Billy Joel, InSync, Elmo, Gloria Estefan, Elton John, Darren Hayes from Savage Garden, Lauren Hill, Angelica Pickles, Queen, Donny Osmond, Rosemary Clooney, and Billy Porter closes it off. So a very interesting, uh, eclectic group of people. But that, you know, Rosie pulled people like that on our show. You know, it was just like an eclectic group of people on our show every day, any day. I mean, I actually think that her being not in the spotlight as much as she was obviously 20 years ago should indicate to everybody how rich she indeed is from, oh, her, yeah. from her run in the for, from the late 80s through the 90s because that is why we don't ever really hear from her that much anymore like remember no. when she was writing haikus like that was a whole thing like she dropped she, that too because she realized I, you know what nothing's better than just being rich and not talking to anybody <laughs> I mean, I think the extent of it, yeah, it's the haikus. She is an occasional. I think she's a podcast, but it's not like a huge deal. Like, you I know, wasn't even aware of that. I only learned about it recently. I, I think it was because someone else I follow on Instagram was a guest on it. I was like, oh, hmm. that makes sense. Rosie O'Donnell would probably be in the podcast game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good for Rosie making crazy late 90s TV money. We salute you. Um. So I think we can actually kind of get started. And I would say, uh, why don't you go first? Uh, because we just talked about NSYNC very briefly. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you would like to go first. Oh, I would love to tell you about the album that I've been playing nonstop for 48 hours. <laughs> I'm feeling festive, especially after I said I don't like Christmas music. I was not talking about InSync's Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas is the first Christmas album and the second studio album from InSync, and it was released exclusively in the States November 10th, 1998 by RCA following the success of their self-titled debut album. And this would be their last contractual obligation to RCA. They would oh, obviously yeah. go on and do No Strings Attached, which is about how much they fucking hated being on RCA's label. Yeah, this is like probably the beginning of the Lou Pearlman lawsuits timing wise. Yeah, it feels like this was the beginning of the new, like the end of old, like teeny bopper in sync. And now we're moving into like yeah. our next phase. We're evolving, if you will. It kind of happens to all Disney stars, too. Like if you look back at like Miley Cyrus or Demi Lovato's careers, like they had, you know, their cookie cutter persona on Disney and then they would release their Disney label albums. And the last one would be a holiday album or to your point earlier, a greatest hits album. And that's how you knew they were about to like shed all yep. of you know, yep. the 
like child star skin and become whatever this next iteration of their brand and persona would be. Hillary Duff released a oh, greatest sure, yeah. hits album after two albums. That's exactly why exactly, she did it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Same thing. Okay. But back to our favorite boy banders. In October of 1999, Home for Christmas was certified double platinum for the shipment of 2 million copies in the States. Home for Christmas was eventually sold in the UK and not uh, many years later in September of 2002, but it was called The Meaning of Christmas and it had an altered track listing. One of my favorite Christmas songs, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, was released as a single in the States and in Germany as well due to its inclusion on the group's German seasonal album, The Winter Album. Because never forget, they were big in Germany first and they even had German girlfriends at the outset of their career. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, as of December of 2014, Home for Christmas has sold 2.8 million copies. I would please put a little pin in this number because what I'm about to say at the end, I wonder how those numbers have changed, obviously, since. So since as of 2014, December 2014, it has sold 2.8 million copies just in the States, making it the 15th best-selling Christmas slash holiday album in the U.S. since Nielsen started tracking music sales in 1991. At the time of its release, Home for Christmas was met with pretty lukewarm to almost negative reviews from critics who thought that the song lyrics sounded like, quote, sentimental sounding non sequiturs, which is not like completely wrong, but doesn't make it a bad song. They were being told that they didn't have, quote, the same charisma as Backstreet Boys or even the Spice Girls. However, critics would eventually praise the album for having at least 11 original tracks as well as its as well as for its, quote, slickly produced adult contemporary ballads and light dance pop. There are only three traditional Christmas songs on the album. The rest, other than a Casey and Jojo cover, were original slash attempted additions to the holiday music canon, including Home for Christmas, I Never Knew the Meaning of Christmas, The Only Gift, and Under My Tree. I think Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays is definitely a millennial holiday classic by this point. I would second that for sure. There, right? there's It's just to this day, like it just hits. It's great. Yeah, so I think that they did it. I think that their that their attempt, at least one of their attempts, was very successful. And you know, I can't say that the only gift is like a song that I like go to when I reach for this album. But like most things in life, hindsight is twenty twenty, and this album is now praised for its impressive five part harmonies on songs like their acapella rendition of "Oh Holy Night." And although the lead vocals are mostly led by our turtleneck prince JC and Genuine's arch nemesis JT. The album is also known as a rare in-sync album that gives Chris Kirkpatrick, Joey Fatone, and Lance Bass, you know, the other members of the band, vocal opportunities to shine. Under My Tree and I Guess It's Christmas has Chris Kirkpatrick on lead vocals. All I Want Is You, uh, in parentheses, This Christmas, It's Christmas, uh, has Chris and Joey Fatone on on lead vocals. And the only gift has Kirkpatrick, Fatone, and Lance Bass on lead vocals. So look at that. They're on a bunch of songs. Home for Christmas peaked at number seven on the Billboard 200 and was number five on the U.S. top holiday albums. Earlier this year, though, unclear if it was before that like weird reunion thing that happened at the VMAs, they released a presale for the 25th anniversary vinyl pressing of Home for Christmas. It sold out within hours. Luckily, though, they still have some Home for Holiday merch you can buy on their website. Yes, I checked. It's in stock. And that's all I have for Home for Christmas. What a great album. And this is one that has like maybe not the original uh, songs other than Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, has a bit more staying power for me personally. 
I got to do some research on 98 Degrees this Christmas, which we owned in my household growing up. We didn't own NSYNC, and that is because my sister and I were team BSB, so we were pretty loyal. But as an adult, I can very wisely admit that that album is fantastic. NSYNC was incredibly talented, and my allegiances were simply because at the time I felt like I had to pick one. So 98 Degrees, when they released this album this Christmas, was just getting off of selling 4 million copies of their second album, 98 Degrees and Rising. This marked uh, this Christmas marked the first album they released on Universal Records, and the reason is because their first two albums were released on Motown Records. So, for context, 98 Degrees was signed to Motown Records, and Nick Lachey has talked about this in interviews that they were basically signed to be like a white boys to men wh- who were label mates at the time. And they really tried hard to differentiate themselves from the other boy bands in the landscape because they wrote some of their music. They were more R&B harmony focused than choreo focused, and they were actually signed to M- Motown, but it started on their own versus being assembled by Lou Pearlman or another label. Like it was, they kind of got together on their own. They were a little bit older. So that was, that was how they were kind of differentiating themselves back then. So I wish I had more information on this album, but it's really slim from an info perspective. Unfortunately, it was 98 degrees, third album released October 19th, 1999. And the album sold over 1 million copies in the U S alone and spawned, a hit single, This Gift, which was one of the original songs on this album. That song was written by Anders Bag, Arnthor Bergeson, Dane DeVilliers, or DeViller, and Sean Hossein. And yes, because this is 1999, many of the writers on that song were Swedish. Uh, Anders Bag is best known with Peter Astrom as the producer duo Bag and Pier. And Bag had already had a big hit with 98 Degrees, writing and producing the song Because of You, which I will forever associate with Killing My Lobster because of a sketch that I got to watch one time. Did you write that sketch? No, I don't. No, I don't think so. Maybe I can identify who did, though. It was very funny. I forget what it was about, but it had to do with 98 Degrees and they kept singing. Oh, was it the conspiracy theory one? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that was one of the class. That was for a final read that my students wrote. And it was he was a student and then eventually became a writer for KML. But um, yeah, that was Sam's sketch. And it was extremely funny. It was like Nick Lachey got really deep into YouTube conspiracies <laughs> and he would um, weave them into the lyrics of 98 degree songs and everybody else in the band have, have had to keep being like Nick you gotta like relax like it's not real like <laughs> 9-11 really happened <laughs> it was a very funny sketch. it was great that is an all-time great um, this songwriter bag has written and produced songs for Westlife, Janet Jackson, Celine Dion, Madonna, Santana, Jennifer Lopez, Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson, Samantha Mumba, Enrique Iglesias, Ace of Bass, and Ashley Tisdale. And he's also participated in the Eurovision Song Contest twice as a songwriter, both for, for both times he was representing Azerbaijan. One of the other Swedish songwriters on this song, Arthur Bergeson, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, probably am, is best known for co-writing Because of You with Bag that I just mentioned. And then he was also part of the same music publishing company, Merlin Music, and co-wrote Samantha Mumba's Gotta Tell You, Jennifer Lopez's Play, Jessica Simpson's Irresistible, Carlos Santana's Let Me Love You Tonight, 
Celine Dion's Sorry for Love, Janet Jackson's All Night, and Danity Kane's Stay With Me. So quite a roster of 2000s classics. This song, uh, this gift, was released Christmas 1999 and peaked at number 49 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts and number 14 on the Adult Contemporary Tracks chart. And other than that, uh, the track listing is mostly classics. There's a couple of originals, uh, If Every Day Could Be Christmas, which I don't know if it's an original so much as like a cover of a newer song. Um, and then This Gift is obviously a uh, another original. But the rest are pretty much uh, classics. So God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, The Christmas Song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Oh Holy Night, This Gift, uh, which I just talked about, Little Drummer Boy, Christmas Wish, Silent Night, Ave Maria. And a few of these are acapella because 98 Degrees made a big deal about singing acapella, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Ave Maria. And much like the Sync album, the other members besides Nick Lachey got to sing lead on this album. So you get to hear them throughout, uh, which is nice. And I will end my notes on this album with a headline I got to read from 2022 while I was doing my research. Boy band icons from 98 Degrees, O-Town, All for One, and Ryan Cabrera come together for a boy band Christmas holiday tour. Yes, last year there was a holiday tour featuring all boy bands, but then Ryan Cabrera, question mark, who just kind of gets to ride on the coattails of the boy bands. Um... What yeah, if, did he ever have a holiday album? No, I don't recall that. Okay, Cabre- honestly, uh, we we made up one for him on the sleigh down. <laughs> we talk about oh, it right. all the time. <laughs> I forgot that's not real. Okay, yeah, it's he not doesn't real. Have a holiday album. <laughs> that was just, just <laughs> that was just an inside joke. Uh, so great. Well, I'm glad that we could do the hard work for Ryan Cabrera because Lord knows someone's got to do it. Well, someone's got to do it. Um, but speaking of Mandela affecting <laughs> dreams, um, honorable mention to the Backstreet Boys, who, contrary to popular belief, didn't release a holiday album in 1999 like everyone else. We definitely had, like, Mand- again, Mandela affects style memories around this, but they only released a holiday album last year in 2022. So, uh, I don't know yeah. if it's Mandela effect so much of as it as it is like oh well everybody else was doing it I assume that they had one too or something I don't re- or just being like I don't I'm sure they have like a Backstreet Boys Merry Christmas Happy Holidays of their own what it is I don't know but that's not true yeah. Ellen that's it's they never had a holiday album up until like a year or two ago and they're like wow we're just like literally leaving money on the table <laughs> even well, Sia has a holiday album like let's nothing is beneath you let's like let's nothing, get it together well what's interesting is you bring up a point that i'd forgotten which is there are quite a few artists at the time who may have not had a holiday album of their own sure. but had a holiday single like Britney Spears is my only wish oh sure um which which Britney missed out on releasing an album i think that could have been you know a great fun album, but uh, yeah, she she didn't do that. And I think to Jessica, Jessica Simpson did. Yes, Jessica Simpson must have had a holiday album. I mean, with that version of Parampampampam. Well, I don't know. Drum. That could have just been for like the Macy's Day Parade or whatever, and never seen or heard of again. I I mean, I'm looking it up now because maybe like we talked about, I we we thought she released one. No, you are correct. She never released. She never released a holiday album. She just had the holiday special with Nick Lachey where she and Ashley Simpson sing this oh, right. very overtly <laughs> sexual little I drummer boy. I forgot they tried to make 
Jessica and Nick into like Sunny and Cher with that variety and, show. Completely forgot about that. Both, both around the tales of di- soon to happen divorces. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to keep this marriage together? Forcing you to film a variety show with each other. I, I mean, I had to go look up this gift because I feel like I remember the music video more than I remember the song. And I have to say that these lyrics are exactly why at like 10 years old, I was like, I could fully be a songwriter. This is not complicated. I can fully come up with these words by myself. The snow is falling. The city is white. Your eyes are shining like diamonds tonight. All you got to do is rhyme white and tonight. I can do that. That's not hard. Okay, I have to stop. We're all alone. There's no one home. You're finally in my arms again. The night is silent. The I moment think- is here. I have to, <laughs> basically this is about him like buying her a gift, but it also sounds like he's trying to bang her, and that's also a gift. It, it, tonight I'm gonna I'm down on my knees. There's nowhere something tonight. Yeah, it's like tonight I'm gonna give you all my heart. King. It's very yeah. It could be gift or sexual. Okay, I have to walk back on this because she did release a holiday album. It was called Rejoice, as in R E J O Y C E, the Christmas oh, no. album. No, yes. no. No, no, no. Yep. And she released in 2004. So I wasn't – and she did, in fact, release a ver- an album version of The Little Drummer, Drummer Boy with, with, Ashley? Ashley, with Ashley Simpson. Um, and then a version of Baby It's Cold Outside with Nick Lachey. Um, and I'm trying to see if there are any other – What a other terrible notable- song for them to do together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. Talk about cursed union. Cursed union indeed. I mean, this was there. So they had this holiday special and I'm trying to remember if there was anyone else kind of notable on it. It was like the Nick and Jessica. I mean, there was the Nick and Jessica variety hour, which had that that god awful cover of who will save your soul with Jewel. Let's not get started down the Jewel path, okay? <laughs> I, I know. We've already – so so for those of you who haven't heard, Jewel and Kevin Costner are allegedly dating which is uh, a fascinating development. But as I said to Margo when we were chatting about it, I feel like she's always been a little like Yellowstone coded herself being well, that she married a rodeo star. Exactly. It makes tons of sense when you take a step back and realize that she divorced <laughs> her first husband was a, ro- a rodeo star. So yeah. And that she's, you know, from Alaska and likes to do that kind of stuff or whatever. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure. I don't know how you could read the headlines about Kevin Costner's divorce and be like, sounds good. I'll go for a date with this guy. He sounds really nice and not like a jerk at all. But um, and yet here we are. And we had to look at here, those blurry photos while on here vacation. We are. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I just wanted to let you all know in case you want to watch Nick and Jessica's family Christmas. Is it, it available? Is- Someone has done the Lord's work and mm. added it to YouTube so mm-hmm. you can watch that very special rendition of Lil Drummer Boy. Um, that is a fascinating rendition. Um, and then, oh, yeah, I think 98 Degrees sings together in this special. And I believe Boys to Men may or may not have made an appearance. So so there are a couple of interesting appearances throughout the special. Uh, but yeah, if you want to see a real like time capsule of what 2004 was like, uh, look no further than YouTube and just search for the uh, Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey family holiday special. And surely you've seen the little drummer boy clips circulating on <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, because I feel like it goes around, especially this time of year. A oh, lot. yeah. I feel like I've already come across it 
a dozen times. I think I've posted it. I sent you. I think I sent it to you already. I'm sure of it. That sounds correct. I mean, I also can't go a holiday season without hearing a little. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever have that. Nick and Jessica special available to stream on Peacock or whatever, wherever it originally it, aired. I'd be so, so curious to, to I, see that. W- I too. So it looks like it was ABC. So Disney oh. Plus or Hulu, you've got work to do. Um, one. They're two, like, no, sorry, we're too busy taking down content. We're not adding anything new. I feel like there is a RuPaul Drag Race opportunity here where I think um, there to is. To do the real... funniest thing possible. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think. So if if there hasn't been a drag performance out there somewhere in a bar on a stage of two drag queens performing as Jessica and Ashley Simpson, Little Drummer Boy, uh, that's a real missed opportunity. And so if there are any drag performers listening to our podcast, may we make a request this holiday season that you you perform the sassiest, I wouldn't call it sassy, uh, just the weirdest <laughs> Hypersexualized, the breathiest, campiest rendition of a song that's a song. really not that interesting, but is made interesting by this rendition. Truly, it really blows all of the 1950s choral versions out of the water. You'll never hear this song the same. You certainly won't. You certainly won't. And on that note, <laughs> we say thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is our season finale. Uh, But we will be back next year. Um, We're taking a bit of a break and we will probably be back in the spring with some episodes. So uh, the best way you can keep up to date and know what's going on is to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen and hit that subscribe button because that's where you'll get updates from us. And in the meantime, we're also on social media. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook um, we are at the old millennials pod and we will be posting fun content as we see fit. Uh, are there any other things you want to say, Margo, before we end this episode? Thanks for listening this year and supporting our podcast. We appreciate all of you and we wish you a happy holidays. Well, a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, and also a happy new year. A happy new year. Um, and until next time we say bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.